Although rare, the occurrence of CIED infection is an important complication which can and must be treated effectively. Infections can occur at any time during the lifetime of the device, even many years after the implantation, and so may be overlooked. Welcome to the CIED Infection Podcast. Bacteria love to stick on the surface of the implants. Hello, dear colleagues. I'm Dan Atar, Professor of Cardiology at the Oslo University Hospital, and I welcome you to the third podcast of the Cardiac Implantable Electronic Devices, CIED, Infection Series. I invited Stefan Hagel, Infectious Diseases Specialist, at the Vienna University Hospital in Germany to discuss why antibiotics alone often fail to treat CIED infections. Hello, Dan. Thank you very much for the invitation and greetings from Germany. So the topic is clear. CIEDs, these implantable cardiac devices, but in fact, probably implants in general, can get infected. Why is this? What is causing this? You're completely right. Um, whenever there is foreign material in your body, there is an increased risk of an implant-associated infection. And the main reason for this phenomenon is that bacteria love to stick on the surface of the implants. And there are very nice uh, animal studies showing that less than 100 bacteria uh, are sufficient um, to make an implant-associated infection compared to over 1 million bacteria uh, necessary for infection without uh, implants. And um, interestingly, there is uh, a theory, it's called the race for the surface. And it says that the presence of a foreign body triggers a race between the bacteria on the one side and on the other hand, um, uh, the host cells for colonization of the surface. And when the bacteria are faster than the host cells, they produce a biofilm and make an infection. And if the host cells are faster, uh, there will be no infection. That is extremely interesting and, and so intriguing. I didn't know that 100 bacteria should be enough, but the, obviously this is really a, a problem. So are CID infections always visible? No, and this is the very, very big problem uh, in daily care. We have the very easy cases, patients uh, presenting with a hot, swollen, warm uh, pocket, and this makes it very easy. This is like a um, straightforward uh, diagnosis of a pocket infection. And these are approximately two-thirds of all uh, CIED infections, uh, like it was shown in the Electra uh, registry. And on the other hand, you have the very difficult cases, um, patients presenting with a positive blood culture, signs of infection, fever, uh, maybe weight loss, um, but no local signs of a pocket infection. And this is where you have you really work uh, like a detective to find uh, the reason for this. So this is really speaking to my imagination. We are entering Sherlock Holmes' uh, topic now. Tell me more. Um, like if you look at the patient with uh, Staph aureus uh, bacteremia or also uh, coagulase negative uh, Staphylococci in more than one blood culture, 
or patients with um, infection where, where a septic embolic event uh, was the uh, major uh, factor, for example, uh, virtual osteomyelitis. A TE, a transesophageal uh, echocardiography, must always be carried out to exclude in CID lead infection. So even if the pocket doesn't show any signs of infection, it can be that the lead uh, is infected and can seed some uh, septic emboli. So this is very important. And it's in most of the cases, it's uh, staphylococci. But also if you have uh, a recurrent uh, bacteremia, a bloodstream infection with a gram-negative pathogen or with other gram-positive uh, um, pathogens and you do not find a proper reason uh, for the bacteremia, you always have to look uh, for a possible um, CID infection. For example, if you have a patient with a Staph aureus bacteremia, um, he has a risk of 30% that the CID will be infected in a later stage, maybe two weeks, three weeks or four weeks uh, after the initial event. That is amazing. And you know, what you are telling us is in many ways reminiscent of what we experience in our field in cardiology regarding endocarditis and particularly endocarditis with artificial valves. You have the same elements. You have often a dental infection. You have the need for transesophageal echo and, and you have very severe bacteremia. So I see I see a certain parallel there. But of course, with with the with the lead infections, that's really difficult to, to capture. Uh, why are antibiotics not effective? Um, here we have the major problem that uh, bacteria can form a biofilm. And this is like where we uh, first, they attach to the surface, and within a few days, they produce a biofilm. And the biofilm is like a structure of different compounds, uh, bacteria, uh, DNA, proteins, polysaccharides. And within this biofilm, interestingly, some of the bacteria, they feel in a kind of winter sleep uh, um, um, hibernation. And they can hide under the dead bacteria and uh, they can escape the immune system. So this is one problem. They can escape um, the host cells. And in addition, we cannot kill these dormant bacteria with our normal um, antibiotics, with the beta-lactam antibiotics. And this is the big problem. And the consequence is that we have a recurrence rate of 50 to 100% if we do not... Um, make an extraction of all the foreign devices and the uh, risk of 30-day uh, mortality is seven times higher if you do not uh, perform extraction of the device. And of course, we are talking about a life-threatening situation. I mean, uh, waiting with this situation in a patient will deteriorate, deteriorate the prognosis for sure. So what is the right treatment if antibiotics alone are not effective? Really, the key point is extraction of the complete device. This is like if you do not have a foreign material, a foreign device in your body, um, you do not have the problem of the biofilm. And this is very clearly uh, stated in the ERA consensus document. And here it says the key aspect to successful treatment for definite CID infection is complete removal of all parts of the system and the transvenous hardware, including device and all the leads. So this is really the major 
point and you can treat the patient two weeks, four weeks with antibiotics and you will not get rid of this uh, biofilm and you will get the um, recurrence maybe half a year later, several months later. This is the major problem. And the sooner you do the extraction, the better it is uh, for the patient, uh, as you just said. I absolutely agree. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, your insights are incredibly important and you clearly explained that are, there are two types of infections, a localized one and a systemic one. Antibiotics are often ineffective um, against infections when there is a device involved. And the only right solution for many, if not most patients is extraction. So if you want to learn more about lead extraction, there will be an upcoming podcast number four, which will deal specifically with this. And there is also an interesting website, deviceinfection.com. I'd like to thank Stefan Hagel for these very interesting insights that you shared with us. And I hope to see the audience again in the next podcast. Thank you very much. This series of podcasts is intended to increase awareness of CIED infection and the life-saving treatment of CIED system extraction. This podcast is supported by Philips.